Today's guest is somebody who has always had a great spirit and energy, and she brings that directly to her work. You could hear it. You could hear that passion, that vibe, that industry, that 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 energy that she has. She knows family. She knows and values connection to audience. That's an ideal person for us to talk with on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Oh, and even the Library of Congress may make an appearance on this episode. Are you ready? To enjoy our episodes, the only thing that you really need is interest in others. And of course, the desire to grab some thoughts, maybe some wisdom about how others are being successful in radio right now. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and hearing stories of an amazing radio pro while uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Listen, we provide affordable help for local broadcasters looking to make more money. We are branding specialists. We actually help our clients fully develop the right position for their local brands and their local radio market, coach local morning shows and other talents, design and execute uh, great marketing, of course, uh, we also help radio stations with their station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce daily music logs if you need it. Provide excellent voice trackers, sales, and promotional ideas that move the revenue needle, and a lot more. We're highly confidential and market exclusive for radio. If you have a problem that's getting the way, getting in the way of that next level revenue, that next level ratings, reach out anytime, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. We're only just seconds away from talking with Belinda BP. Car Parker, who is with a big DM in Columbia, South Carolina, and with Star 99.7 in Charleston, South Carolina. You can see our full guest calendar all the way through December. It's free on our blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We also don't lock away anything on our website the way some other consultants do. We do this because we believe in this theory of abundance. Ask me about it sometime. I'd be glad to share it with you. Go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. BP, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? I am fantastic, Lloyd. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to hear your voice again, my friend. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And it is always exciting to get to talk to you because you do bring that energy and that passion to whatever you do. Listen, you studied mass communications at South Carolina State University. What was that experience like for you? Um, well, it was almost as if it was a continuation, but in the studies of what mass communication was all about, because I started one of my first main jobs living in life. <laughs> I was at 15 years old 
And I always had such a passion for radio. And if you're like me growing up in a home in the 70s and 80s, you didn't have two and three and four television stations or TVs in the home, I should say. You had one TV that the family all shared. And if it was you, your parents, and maybe some siblings, your parents had first dibs on on the TV. So I came to fall in love with radio. And I would listen intently to the DJs and get excited about what I heard. And when it came time, that age in life where you say, okay, I want to get a job and make my own money. My dad asked me, well, what would you like to do? I mean, I was playing the piano for churches around, but I really wanted to go work in radio. And so my dad said, well, let me take you down to our radio station in our hometown. He knew the general manager and the manager. So I went in and my daddy got my first job. He said, she likes to talk, so put her on the radio. And I did that in high school. I started a radio. Wait, wait, radio wait, 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 wait. You were musical, yes? Yes, I was. And how old are you when your daddy takes you down to the radio station? I was 15 years old. And what did your daddy do that he came in contact with these radio people? Uh, he just he knew the the manager. He knew the manager. He knew the owner of the radio station. Being a business owner of himself and, and, mm-hmm. and well respected in our hometown, and he walked in and and asked Mr. Wilder and his son Drew. He said uh, she wants to be on the radio. She can work now. She's fifteen years old, and she won't stop talking about it. So can you give her a job? <laughs> <laughs> and what did they say? They said, sure, Bill. And it was my they call him Bill or Billy. And they said, sure, Bill, we'll give her a job. He, they said, well, when can she work? Because, you know, she's in school. And he, daddy said, well, she can work on the weekend. So I took a Friday night. Uh, I was actually one of the uh, first females that was on radio about seven o'clock in the evening. So and these were during the times, Lloyd, which you can remember, I'm sure, when radio went dark at midnight. OK, Oh man. And I tell everybody, I've been in the business so long, I am one of those DJs that we used to put the needle to the record. Now, when I say that, you know exactly what I mean. I do know what you mean. (laughs) So we were playing 45 to 12 inches, and that's how I got my first start. Man, so listen, the the dream originally, what was that? Was it back then, did you have the the forward-thinking vision to go, I want to program radio stations, I want to be on the air, I want to be the morning show? What did you want to do back then? What was your goal? Well, um, at the age of 15, you know, you just really want to be playing music because I loved music so much. I mean, yeah. my dad, daddy having records and loving the old school, and he had such a, a wide range and love for even international artists, uh, having been in the military and traveled around. He had so many different albums. And I just wanted to bring some of that into the radio land. And so working at this radio station at the age of 15 and you know, having the opportunity to go in there on a Friday night. And I created, I was the weekend angel. That was my name back then, you know. Oh, I'm making notes, by the way. I'm making (laughs) notes. These are things I don't know about you. Weekend angel. That sounds nice. Yeah, I was the weekend angel. So, And I remember um, my junior year, I didn't go to the prom because the prom was the same 
night as the you know my job at the radio station so i invited all of the kids who were listening come on over to the radio station shout out to your date you know come let me see what you look like i you know back then there weren't any snap cameras we had polaroid so i was taking polaroid pictures and so they came to the radio station and and they came and did their shout outs and so at the time you know to get back to your question no i really didn't know the ins and outs of it and that's why when it came time for me to graduate and I went to South Carolina State, they had a communications department. I actually worked at the college radio station and I worked at the radio station within the city. So I was on two radio stations at that time and I was 18 years old. Which is really interesting because we're going to talk about you and two radio stations here in a minute, too. But right. but listen, mm -hmm. What was the Curtis and Belinda morning show like on the big DM? Wow. So <laughs> when I was in high school and I wanted to be on radio, of course, the big station in South Carolina at the time was the big DM. Big so, station. The, the big, the biggest station. Yeah. And that was the station that I would listen to. That's the station that bled into our hometown. And I, I had said it then, even at the age of 15, one day I'm going to work for the big DM. And I just kept saying that to myself and tell you, you if you put it out there, that the universe, our heavenly father, whatever you believe in is the positive force that can move things in your life. It can happen. If you believe it, you can receive it. So um, here it comes. I was given an opportunity to work in Columbus, Georgia, um, after already working in Raleigh, North Carolina, and a few other markets before then. And I was going to do middays in Columbus. Columbus. And I had gotten there. They had a nice setup for me, put me in a nice apartment and everything. Then I got the call from, um, at the time it was Paul Jackson in Columbia at the Big DM. And he said, listen, I know you don't know me and I don't know you, but I, I see you're moving through the business. You know, we've heard positive things about you. We're looking for a co-host for the morning show. Would you come and do that? With now, wait a minute. That messed you up, didn't it? It did because I had just yeah. taken a job as midday director in, you know, in Columbus. And yeah, but you got a call from the big DM. <laughs> yeah, I did. Finally. Yeah. And I didn't even apply. You know, it's right. like they called me. So I I had the hardest thing to do was to tell the PD that had just hired me that, oh, man, I'm sorry, but I have to leave you because right. this is what I have been wanting to do all of my life is work for the big DM because now my parents can hear me on the radio. Did they understand <laughs> you know, that? That was one of the biggest things. Did they I understand think they have that? Now, my parents over the years and, you know, uh, listening to me through many other uh, different uh, radio stations and seeing the yeah. way that I've moved through this business, they have come to understand how important it is. Cause I still, daddy is the one that tells everybody, Oh, you know, she works for the big DM, right? Yeah. She's been working for the big DM for years now. Oh, you know, that's funny. Yeah, they, they love to, and she works for a station in Charleston. So they love to brag on me. And, and um, my mother, she is <laughs> so funny. Cause my mother heard me do a spot for goodwill and, it, it became a national spot throughout South 
through um state I could say national but through a statewide spot throughout South Carolina right. and so she was going through Aiken South Carolina and she said I know my daughter's voice I heard you on the radio talking about goodwill I know that was you because I know my daughter's voice. Oh, yeah. And so to hear little stories like that come from them, you know, I know that I've made them proud and they know that I've done exactly what I wanted to do in my career. And it's just I, I still get so excited about uh, about it, about that. But uh, well, listen, you, you have lived your passion through this. And I know your family has a business and I know you've been a part of that business, too. And and I know that you've had struggle back and forth between I want to be good to the family and I want this, too. Mm. It's been kind of a big deal, right? It really has. And it's been difficult at times. But Absolutely. I, you know, I put all of my faith in my heavenly father. He gives me the strength to make it through. Cause sometimes Lloyd, I'm telling you, I don't know how I do it. I mean, even just this past week, but it, it always comes through and all things just, it just happens. And it always works out because I really believe I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Cause every time I think that, okay, I'm going to step away from radio. He will allow me to go to learn a new trade or new, learn a new craft. And then I'm back in it again. Because when I yes. when I moved out of it a few years ago, I just thought that was it. After I had finished programming the gospel stations. And- whoa, 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 let's don't get ahead of ourselves because that's, <laughs> that's my next question. But I am going to say this to you. What it sounds like is that you've reached a place in your life where you're putting out what God put in you. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. and believe it or not, the thing that I do today, consulting radio stations, is all about that. That wow. is the only reason that I do it, really. Listen, you programmed WXTC. Tell us about that station and what you enjoyed about that experience. Well, that was the very first gospel station that I had ever programmed. And I was doing it while I was in the midst of working on air and programming another radio station. And it brought me a lot of peace. It gave, I learned a lot of lessons Mm. and... I really it opened up my eyes to a whole nother different genre because for yes. most of my career I had been working in you know urban adult contemporary um old school R&B if you want to call it that old school hip hop all of those uh different types of music under that one genre but here it was going into a situation where I knew some of the music but I really didn't know all of the music so it was like mm. learning how to walk all over again but then when I got in that situation, I, I gained so much joy and so much insight and so much knowledge that, you know, it's like God opening up another part of my brain going, you don't have to be one sided. I'm going to show you how to be multi sided, that you can just not do this one thing. You could do this, too. And and getting having the ability to say, OK, let's put together these promotions and let's let's utilize this 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 avenue to help people to feel better, to enjoy the music and, and, you know, to try different things. I mean, like introducing even hip hop rap at the time, which was something that um, a lot of traditional gospel radio stations were against. They know we want to stick to the quartets and the choirs and we mm-hmm. want to stick to what people knew, but there was a whole nother different group of people and which I call them my young warriors, you know, they and a lot of passion too, right? Yes, indeed. And Mm -hmm. they wanted to be a part and, you know, it wasn't W X, the XTC was at my first ability to program my first station on my own 
um, it was an AM station, but then that opened me up to go and program an FM station, which was WJNI, which was mm-hmm. a big gospel station here. So I went from the one station which competed against the FM station, which beat it continuously. I will say that we are, we over there in the AM world. I told that, I told the uh, owners of the station at the time, I said, you all have a wonderful thing in this radio station and that people will come all the way out of the FM world to come to the AM world to get what they want, even though there's an FM station that they could go to, but they have chosen us over that because we that's are right. feeding them. We that's are feeding right. them. And that's what we did. And so, you know, going on from that and then going into the FM gospel realm too was exciting, being a part of the Stellar Awards and and St. Jude and being able to even open ourselves up more. Um we did all kind of things, Lloyd. I mean, that was a fun time. Fun well, time. And, and look, some of these things you're talking about, I, I feel the experience. It's one of the things that I think is missing in a lot of places because people don't know how to do it anymore. People right. have lost the, the attachment that local radio can smack people with experiences and excite a base That's like right. a big political campaign. Sorry, I use that word, but, you know, <laughs> it's the way it is, you know, old school politics or old school radio, you know, bringing those experiences. That's what makes us different than a Spotify. It isn't right. the music necessarily. It's important you play the right music. But what's between those songs? So listen, do you like programming or being on the air better? This is a hard question. Yes, I was just about to tell you that. You know, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, in both of those aspects, I find joy. Okay. Yes. Uh, and on the programming side, I love to put the story together. That is the thing about being a good programmer, which I've always have pressed with with programmers that I've met, young programmers. I said, it's not just about playing the music that they say that you have to play. You've got to create the story. So when people are listening to one song and you're telling them, oh, I lost my love, then the next song has got to be, but I'm so glad I found my love again. And oh, this love is making me happy for the next song. And oh, I'm just excited for, you know, it's an up and down type, it's a story of life. And that's what music can do. And then, you know, giving them information in between, that's another beautiful thing. And having good imaging and keeping them in tuned and and part of the story and, and they, they're following you all the way through, even because you know you've got a good programmer when the story ends at the commercials, but they're waiting for the story to come back. So they're going to listen to the commercials, which is why they have to be just as exciting to hold attention. And then you bring them back up to the story again. Now, you might not want to keep them down the sad, the sad road on your story, but now it's time to get them excited again, you know? So that's the part of the programming that I really enjoy. And then- so, um, Listen, I'm adding to my list here because we talked about experiences. Now we talk about storytelling. You've got a lot of good news here. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what it is. It, but then I, I like being on the air too. Uh, so, it, you know, I can't really say that one side is better than the other because when, when you're on the air, now you get an opportunity to- 
connect with your listeners. I get to talk mm -hmm. to you on the telephone. You get to tell me what it is that I can do to help you. Oh, you, this is your favorite song. Why do you want that song today? Why do you, do you need that song? Yeah, girl, I lost my friend today and I'm just thinking about them. Could you play something for them? Of course I can. Or, hey, I just got a promotion today. I'm so excited. Can Well, let's celebrate. Come on, let's put some cool in the gang in there and get this celebration going on for you. And so being able to connect with your listeners, um, giving information that is valuable to them. You know, I get so excited when I tell them something on the radio and then my lines start ringing. And not just because I'm giving you something away, but because I just gave a piece of information that was valuable enough for you to say, now, uh, BP, I heard you talking about so-and-so, but I, I missed the number. Can you give me the number again? Of course I can. Mm -hmm. And thanks for listening. So the now- radio, radio's that local connection, right? right. That is exactly- that is exactly right. And we have to continue to do that. It's more than just, you know, doing liners about the events that you've got coming up. But what can mm -hmm. we tell the people that is going to be of value to them for them to say, listen, I really appreciate when you're on because you tell me about where I can go to get what it is that I need to help me through what I'm going through right now. And that's important. All right, Belinda, you know that we are doing a thing here called the encouragers, the radio rally. This whole idea started, by the way, out of the 2020, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, yeah. That happened to all <laughs> of us, okay? But I've always thought that radio should have a place where, where radio employees, radio pros at all levels could come to be encouraged. And that's what we try to do. We're, we're approaching our 100th episode of the radio rally. And one of our big things is to encourage people to think about mentorship and that kind of stuff. Do you have a mentor in our business or in your personal life? And if so, can you share a quick story about how that person may have changed your life? Hmm. Well, um, there, there are a few people that even in where I am now, some of them may not be in this business any longer, but they had spent some time in this business. And oh, yeah. during the time that they were in the business, they would share information with me of, oh, girl, I remember what I was did and we did that. And I, to listen to their passion gets me passionate, too. Um, I can give you a few names. Sean Doby is one of those that he's a 40 year veteran here in uh, Charleston, used to be on the radio. We started mm -hmm. radio, was like 14 or 15 as well. He's one because of his passion in radio. Jay DeLay, um, who is in out of Houston. Um, Devon Martino, who is now in Cleveland. Kelly Mack, who has uh, programmed a few stations. You know, few just, just a few people. Uh, my age. And then some of those older, you know, when I talk to folks like Jay Jackson, um, who went off to do, he was a PD at one time, but went off to do um, records and he was a record rep, latter part of his days in the game. AJ Savage, uh, another uh, record rep. Uh, the, these, these folks had spent some time in radio before they right. decided to change their career. So when and I each of them taught you things about the business too, right? They sure did. So it's not just one person. Um, it's just a few people along the way. Um, just listening to their stories and then saying, yeah, I remember we used to do this back in the day and we did this promotion. And some of those are, those, those promotions or ideas 
they're still fresh today. You know, timeless. they really are. That, yeah. That's the perfect word for it, Lloyd. They're timeless because people can still appreciate those. You, you know, know what you, that's you know what that's called, don't you? What is that called? That's called greatness. Yeah, I, I that's what that, that is called. I yes. That. All right. Speaking of greatness, I want you to talk about block party with BP. Wow. <laughs> Come on now. Oh well, that that was a God-given vision. I, I, I lied to you now. So when the time came for me to come back into the business, um, it was as if the, the spirit spoke to me. I was sitting at a computer. I was um, at the time working in a cemetery office uh, selling pre-need insurance. And I was there, I was sitting there typing up a, a proposal. And it was as if somebody just walked by the door and said, you're going back into radio. And I looked over and I looked behind me and I said, hello? Who is that? <laughs> you know? And I didn't hear anything. And I was like, oh, I'm just hearing things. And I went back to type my little contract and I heard it come so much louder. It was as if the person was right behind me. And I turned around real fast and I said, what is that? And I said, I was started talking to myself, but I knew it was the spirit I was talking to. And basically saying, I am out of that. I've been out of radio now for six or seven years. I said, I was in gospel. I don't even know how to do that. I said, if you will take one step, I'll I'll give the other steps to you. So um, I started, because now when things are supposed to come into your life or when you are just, that thing is riding you to say, this is what you're supposed to do. You're going to just start making the moves to it. So I said, okay. Um, all of a sudden, I got a call from the Count Basie Band um, that was coming to South Carolina State to do a fundraiser for the band to get them new uniforms. And the band director contacted me and said, listen, we're going to bring the Count Basie Band for this fundraiser, and I'd like for you to get us some interviews on the radio. And I told him, I said, oh, I've been out of there. I don't even know who to contact. And I said, well, let me just make a few calls. So I called Terry Basie in Charleston, and I called Chris Connors in Columbia. And Terry said, sure, we'll do the interview. He did the interview with the gentleman. Chris Connors said, yeah, we'll do the interview too in studio. And why don't you come? And I said, oh, I'd have to take off the <laughs> and la da da. So I took a day off and I went up there and I met the director of the Count Basie band. And I sat there in the studio while they did the interview, which was a fantastic interview. And then the program director said, well, why don't you, let's go to lunch. And I said, okay. So we went to lunch and he said, you know, I've been trying to get you back in the game now. <laughs> I wanted you back on radio for a long time. He said, but you've been doing gospel radio for the past few years. I don't really need anybody for, for my gospel show. Can you give me any suggestions? I said, well, I've got an idea for a show called The Block Party with BP and on Saturday afternoon. And he said, oh, that's perfect. I've got a Saturday afternoon shift open. And that is how I got back in. And I, I started it up with the block party. It became very successful. Um, no more than nine months after the show had been on, Steve Crumley out of Charleston, as I mentioned, uh, I told you in a little pre-conversation that we had, mm -hmm. he was coming through Columbia. He heard the show. We connected. He came to Charleston. Uh, the block party was now on Big DM in Columbia, and it was now on the uh, station here in Charleston. And then the numbers were, were so high at the time that he said, listen, I want to put you on my mainstream time. He said, which shift do you want? And I said, uh, afternoons, I'll do afternoons. And then I went into afternoons and did afternoons in Charleston for six years. And now I do a nighttime show. 
So I'm my favorite my favorite quote from you today is from him. It's like, which shift do you want? Right. <laughs> All right. So listen, tell us about being on the air at the Big DM in Columbia and Star 99.7 in Charleston. What's the difference between being on each of these stations and in these markets? Or is it the same? Um, it, You know, it changes. It's so interesting, Lloyd, because when when I was here doing afternoons, I was actually, I was calling myself the drive jock, the drive jock. You know, Tom Joyner was the fly jock. I became the drive jock. Because there you before, go. Before Dropbox came and before we could do all these shows and send them, I was doing middays in Columbia because the, once I was on the block party and the midday girl left, then now they went searching for a midday personality. And I was doing middays in Columbia and driving and getting here in time to come do um, afternoons in Charleston. So I was doing both at the same time. Charleston has, and I love both markets, you know, both of them have been extremely kind and both of them are wonderful markets, but each market changes over time. So the block party, we be, I, I teamed up with a, another phenomenal um, young lady who simply played music, but she was a big DJ here in Charleston, DJ-ish. We went around and we started having these block parties and all throughout the state. Huge. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pause there for a minute because I'm going to ask you about something. Okay. I, one of the things that I have noticed primarily through social media is that when you're doing the block party, now maybe this is not exactly right and you could bring this into focus for us. You're out in the middle of people at a club. This is what it looks like to me. It's phenomenal social. Do you like being in front of people or in the studio? Um. Well, it just depends on my hair day that day. If my hair is oh. all jacked up, then I ain't trying to be out. Oh, <laughs> no, I I'm see. Just <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> but no, I do enjoy being out in the uh, in the community with people. It's it's just great to be able to watch them dance, hold the microphone in hand. Come on, girl, let's drop it like it's hot. <laughs> you uh -huh. know, and just having a good time with people. And you know. It, it it irritates me so much sometimes with some of us in the business who have gotten to be so disconnected because we have found such a joy being in a solitary mode, just sitting in a room behind a microphone, talking. Voice tracking. That basically, voice tracking or talking in a mic and not looking at anybody any, any longer. How about I just did my show in 23 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, eh, well, did you do it right? <laughs> yeah. How much information could you really get in like that? Yeah. yeah. Right. But I, I I do like the aspects of both of them, but I really do prefer to be out and about with people, you know, asking people about themselves, you know. Hey, what do you enjoy about the radio station? Tell me what makes you feel good about listening to radio. And, you know, now we have so much competition. It's not just where people can say, oh, let me turn the radio on and see if they're going to play my favorite song. No. That's right. They can actually put the phone in hand, speak to it, and say, I want to hear. La-da-da-da-da. And it pops so, up and they can listen. So, so why do they that, that I tell you why. And you can tell me why, I'm sure. You better bring something else with your luggage instead right. of just those songs. You better bring something. That's right. You got to bring information that they can use. Um, a personality that keeps them engaged, a uh, conversation that makes them feel good. 
all of those things are necessary. Is you know, we're like doctors too. We're doctors of radio. We're you know here. what you know we're what it is, here. right, BP? Because I know you're good at this. I've seen this so many times with you. You know, people want to be heard. That's and right. A, and a great on-air personality can talk to you through the radio mm-hmm. in a way that makes you feel heard. Right. That's a big deal. Lord, if I could get a dollar for every time somebody walks up to me in the community and says, you know, you sound just like you do on the radio. Right. I mean, I, I hear that more than at least five times a week when I when I get out and I start talking to people. And I say, what y'all think I'm supposed to be doing? I'm just talking anyway. Just like I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm talking on the radio just like that. I'm just talking. All right. What so you sound like that. <laughs> so, you know, our business has changed a lot. Yes, and look, so many people in our business talk about how it's changed for the worse. And you know what? I get it. There are some bad aspects. There are good things, bad things. When you give something up or when you when you move in a certain direction, you give things up. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. But I would like to ask you if you think some parts of our business have improved. Uh, well, I guess in anything it has. I mean, in everything it does, or we just wouldn't be relevant anymore. If we right. if it didn't improve in some aspect or another, then they wouldn't need us any longer. I still think that we are we're that go to when people need information that's that they need right now. You know, yes. you can't you're not going to find that all the time on your phone, but you can turn the radio on and they can tell you. What's going to happen tonight? What's happening right now? Same thing with television. You have to wait. You have to wait throughout television to find out, well, let me let me wait for the news to find out what's going on in the world. But you can turn the radio station on, and if you've got the right mix, you've got the right programmer that knows how to mix your music and your information together, then you're going to get what you need. So we're still that go-to for people. They, they love radio. And, you know, everybody doesn't have the same opportunities. Everybody doesn't have a phone that's going to give them all of the things that they want. There are people oh. who are still living in rural areas that still depend on radio to give them what they need in regards to information. That's exactly and right. so I still think we are still very, very valuable when it comes to that in this, um, you know, in this game of radio. I hate to call it a game, but it really is, you know. Hey, I love Monopoly. It's a good game, but we're always we everybody's trying to to, to cross boardwalk. <laughs> you know, That's we right. Want the, we want the big bucks on boardwalk. So, all right. So, I don't know that everyone is aware of this. So, I want you to talk to us about Black women in radio and the Library of Congress for a minute. Wow, um, I am so excited to to be a part of that. Uh, and big shout outs to Felicia Love because. She is the one that um, actually put this together and I'm standing amongst, it's, they're calling us the inaugural 30. So I'm standing there along with Kathy Hughes, Shirley Strawberry from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, Angela Yeh uh, with the Charlemagne Show. You know, many of us who have been in radio for, for 30 plus years, some of them, some of these ladies have been in, in radio for 50 years or more. and. And so basically, um, the Black radio, the Black women in radio, it's where she's brought together all these stellar broadcasters, pioneer list of women who've had major achievements 
and we are the first American group of women to break historic cycles that devalue women's career contributions. She's actually showcasing that through this industry of radio. Um, it is um, information, just almost like what we're doing right now, Lloyd, where we sat down, we did a two hour interview. We talked about our careers in radio and she partnered up with the Atlanta University Center's uh, Robert Woodruff Library, the Library of mm -hmm. Congress, Radio Preservation Task Force, and the Library of Congress, um, where we're going to just be telling our stories, just as I'm doing here with you. And it's documented. It's going to be the first time where Black women in radio, they're going to have a historic collection that um, was curated by this uh, wonderful woman, Felicia Love, who was also a radio pioneer, who said, I am going to bring these women who have been in this business for 30 plus years, and I'm going to give them their flowers while they're living so that they can tell their stories to the world. So anybody who is interested in learning more about radio or let me find out how did Kathy Hughes begin Radio One? Let me find I, out about listen, all these people. So here's what I want to know from you. How how did your parents take this? Because <laughs> you know when they're going to include you in the Library of Congress, that is kind of a I don't want to say it's a big deal. It's a that big is, deal. Excuse me. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what about your what about your mom and daddy? Well, I think they're still trying to understand, you know, um, the full gamut of it all. When I told right. them, they were like, the Library of Congress, really? Wow, mm -hmm. that's, that's a big deal. Okay, so when are you going to come down here and, and help us <laughs> run? We need somebody to put this computer together for us. So. Oh, my. Parents, you know, parents, they never oh, change, yeah. right? No, they never change. Now, when you come coming down now. <laughs> yeah, you got to come home, girl. But, um, yeah, I know it. That, but that's the beautiful thing about what we do, Lloyd. Just uh, and, and meeting your your partner there, Joe, and where he is, where you are, where I am, we can still come together, do what we love, and be in our respective places, and not be locked behind one particular building all day, every day, to create our craft. I can do that in my bedroom in my parents' house. I can do that in a hotel room in Charleston. I can do it in my car. You know, I mm -hmm. can put all of these things together and still people ask me all the time, how do you do it? How can you be on two stations at one time? Because that the, the beautiful thing is you sound live because you are live. That's I'm right. alive, so I'm live. Well, and you put a lot of prep into what you do and, That's right. and what you're doing is really important. And it's seen by you, the doer, as important. So listen, what advice do you have for others who listen to our podcast regularly and about staying positive in this business today? Because there is a lot of stretch thin, stretch too far. How do you deal? Yes, there is. Well, well, I, I, I stay close to my roots and what it was that made me excited about being in this business from the beginning. I don't forget that, you know, despite the fact that, you know, yeah, you may throw at me. OK, I got three spots you need to do. Two of those promos got to do your shift before seven o'clock and make sure that you run out here and go do this and do that. And, do this. and I go, how do I get it all done? Is that I say, well, 
Uh, this is what you wanted to do. Remember when you were 15? This is what you wanted to do? This is all you wanted, BP. This is all you wanted. And all of the things that I wanted, I wanted to be a radio announcer. I wanted to be a PD. I wanted to be a GM. You know, I wanted to do sales. I wanted to do promotions. All of those things I have done in this genre of radio. And so when I see all of these things happening, and yeah, there'll be those days when I go, man, I'm tired of this. You know, but then it never fails, Lord. Somebody will catch me in a grocery store while I've got this look on my face, trying mm. to put my glasses on and my hat pulled down. You're having that hair day. Right. And I'm trying to run through and get out. And I'll be in the line and I'll say something simple to the lady at the cash register, like, thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. And somebody down, there's two or three people down waiting in line go, BP, is that you? And I go, the hell you know that's me? <laughs> it's your you don't voice. sound like nobody else, BP. Right. And so it's those moments like that that make me say, hey, despite the fact that I may not like the way that it's moving at the time, it's the people that are listening that I'm still touching that means so much to me that make me say okay you're where you're supposed to be lord give me the strength to keep moving and he does and that's why i still enjoy this and no matter how far i try to get away from it sometimes it's always right there i feel it's that old movie where you go no matter how i try to get out they pull me back in right so listen we do this every single week to our guests, some people would say. So it's kind of a, um, you know, it's kind of like, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> no one knows the future. I like to let everybody off the hook, but this is our hardest question. I want to know what you say. What do you think the future of radio looks mm -hmm. like, BP? Oh, that's a, that is a hard question. Cause I, mm -hmm. I can't, I cannot tell the future, but I know one thing. Um, when I look back, sometimes I think, and I'm not going to lie to you about this either. I'm not going to lie about anything. Everything I tell you is going to be truth straight from the heart. So as I think sometimes I sit back and I think about radio, you know, it comes back to my mind, these old pictures of how radio began, you know, um, how families used to sit in front of the radio because there was no television. Yeah. How the creativity came from the people that were behind the microphone. And as I listen to more people on the radio and I listen to other markets and I start to, to hear that creativity come back again, I, just, I don't think we're going anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think that we're always going to be just like television. As long as there's a television or some type of visual um, pictures that people can enjoy, there's always gonna be that, whether it be on your phone, whether it be in a television and the same thing with radio. There's going to be a car. You can't drive and watch now, even though people do. It's hard to watch a movie and drive a car, <laughs> but yeah. you can listen to the radio and still concentrate and drive your car. As long as you've got creative content, informational content, and music that people enjoy, I think radio is going to be around for years to come. Now, how to keep it to, to keep the money flowing to it and keep it monetized. That's another question. That's something. That's our job. Yeah, but we can do it. We can yes. do it. We just have to be creative on how we do it. And no. 
I, these kids, they come up to me all the time and they say, oh, I want to be on the radio just like you. How do I get on the radio? I've never been on the radio before. I said, start doing podcasts, start doing things on your phone, get excited, get creative. Think about learn. That's right. Learn what it's all about. Listen to the radio station. See how the clocks run. How do you how, can you can you how much information can you give within 45 seconds? That's not going to be so overwhelming that I can walk away after listening to you and go, okay, she said the number is la da 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 da. Yes. That whatever you said stuck in my brain enough for me to be able to relate that information to somebody else or even use it for myself. So I don't think radio is going anywhere, but we are going to have to learn how to keep it relevant in people's lives. BP, I want to thank you for being our guest today. It is always a joy to have a moment in space with you. You know what Lloyd stands for? Love. That's you. <laughs> I always will love you, Lloyd. Thank oh, you. Oh, same here. Thank you. Listen, get more free resources to help your sellers. What she was just talking about, how we go monetize things. Right. You can get your sellers in front of our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at rainmakerpathway.com anytime. We are here to encourage radio pros at all levels. That includes your salespeople. Subscribe anytime to the encouragers, the radio rally podcast on apple audible spotify almost anywhere you get your podcast listen to our episodes in our large and growing archive and new episodes every single week we usually drop one monday nights and you will be encouraged you will find and learn unexpected things valuable things because our guests are the best. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, email me. It's straight up just like that, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week. Like we say at Rainmaker Pathway and on this, the Radio Rally, once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you don't know what I mean by that, please call me. I'll be glad to share it with you. I evangelize about this all the time. We want to thank our very special guest for this podcast episode, Belinda B.P. Carter. Why do I keep calling you Carter? Parker. <laughs> Gosh, you'd think somebody I've known as long as I've known you, I would get the name right, right? Look, if I could get to Carter's money, I'd be good though. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just taking a pause right here because I need to slow my roll a little bit. I want to thank you for being our patient and giving guest. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available in minutes this episode or sooner even. And uh, thanks to JustJoeProduction.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do encourage others to share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast because we are all about helping people grow their careers in audio and radio. Subscribe free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcasts. If you don't remember anything else from this episode, please remember this, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally and the Encouragers, and good night.